Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan blog and YouTube channel, and this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and some of our favorite food content. On this episode, we're going to be recapping some food animation because we've done recaps of our favorite food movies and TV shows, but we've never talked about animated food. Which, like, I feel like is so, is, like, undervalued because, like, so this was inspired by, I watched Turning Red recently, and, like, when the food shots came up, I was like, oh, oh my, oh my god, that looks so good. (laughs) They put a lot of detail into it. We'll get into it, but it also got us thinking about other favorite food animation movies, and I think for both of us, one of the big ones is the movie Bao. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's a short film by Pixar slash Disney. It came out in 2018, and it's actually got some of the same creative team from Turning Red. Mm-hmm. And so it's even also featured, features Toronto as the setting. Yes. So how could we not talk about them? Chinatown, Toronto. Yeah, they're both written and directed, or co-written, but definitely directed by Domi Shi, who is a graduate from Sheridan College here and everything. Shout and out to Toronto. Heck yeah. <laughs> and the production designer is the same on both films. Her name is Rona Liu. And so both of them together have captured not only Toronto, not only like the Chinese Canadian experience, but also food. So well. Yeah, it's amazing. So we're going to start with Bao and then we'll talk yeah. a little bit about Turning Red because it's not all about food we'll just talk about the food appearances no turning red just has like it has food undertones throughout because it's such a big part of chinese culture but there's just a few scenes in particular that you're like whoa yeah it's a small part but they did not skimp on any part any details all right bow i watched it again recently well today (laughs) so good yeah i was gonna say like it's always such a feel-good movie even though it's really it's a roller coaster of emotions yeah yeah it's like it's heartbreaking, but also heartwarming at the same time. And it's like amazing how much they pack into seven and a half minutes. It moves fast. Yeah. Honestly. And like it's like no, sometimes when things move too quickly, you don't get caught up in the emotion because you're like, oh, this is over now. It's moved on. It doesn't. You just go through the emotions that much quicker. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it actually carries the emotions at like a pace that matches the kind of emotions you're feeling. Yeah. So you feel like you are going through this same journey as the main character because, oh my gosh, it's all happening so fast. We're so happy, but now what's happening? I'm not happy anymore. <laughs> now we're fighting and now I'm sad. Yeah. And that's the it's movie. That. That's the movie. That's the recap of the movie. <laughs> okay. So it opens right away with a great food scene. Oh my where goodness, yeah. The main character is rolling out dough to make some bow. And so you see the... You see her playing with the dough and like stretching it out and kneading it and then rolling it, cutting it into smaller pieces and then rolling it again so that it's mm-hmm. flat and round and ready to be filled with the bow filling. And I feel like they just really, really captured like that kind of dough is really elasticy, right? It's got bounce to it. Yeah. And I feel like you could really see that and feel that as one, she was rolling it out and two, as she was filling it. Yeah. And it was also just so like, I feel like you see people who have been making these recipes their whole life and they do it so effortlessly but it doesn't take away with like it looks so difficult to do but the people who are doing it are doing it like 
not even thinking about it. They could be having full on conversations and still be making these perfect buns. So I feel like that also was represented so well in these words. Just it's like second nature. Yeah, it's like muscle memory. The technique is just so well done. And even like, I mean, I've tried fold that folding technique when oh, you're trying to. So it's hard. so hard to do, but it looks so easy when you watch someone who's really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and so she gets them all filled, and you can see the filling. It's like meat and veggies. Um, and then into the boiling water and they steam. Um, and then we get a hint that we are in Toronto because you can see the CN Tower. Yeah. And <laughs> she carries out all the finished, she's finished cooking all the steam, bu- steam bows and her husband is sitting at the table watching TV. So she serves him his food. He's like, mmm, like he's so excited <laughs> and then gobbles them up and disappears. And then goes to, which I assume he's like going to work or something. Yeah. yeah. But just like really relatable in that moment where he's like, oh, yes. And then they disappear in two seconds. And she spent like how long making them? Yeah, really. Um, But she's left to eat by herself. So she's, you know, there's a little bit of sadness you feel there. Yeah. Because she's like. She's like, you almost get a hint of loneliness. Yeah. There's like a heavy sigh. Yeah. And so she's about to eat one of the bow. And it's like almost in her mouth. And then you hear a scream, like yeah. a baby's scream. Yeah, a baby's cry. <laughs> yeah. So she spits it out and you see, then she sees the face that we've seen appear on the bow and it like pops out these legs and arms and little body. <laughs> little body, little bow body. So now she's got this little bow baby that uh, oh. cue the montage of them hanging out together. And like, does this not like, again... This movie just make I, I wish I could have a little bow baby. <laughs> like a little bow buddy. Okay, but it's a little bit conflicting because it's like, one, wow, I'm really hungry for bows. And then two, it's like, this is a bow baby. You're not supposed to eat it. Oh, but I I'm love this bow baby so hungry. much, but I somehow want to eat you too. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also, like, what happens to you like, when you're like making bows and you're just eating bows in front of this poor little bow baby? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That could be really scarring. Yeah, it could be real scarring. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they go through this montage of them hanging out together. Um, she's taking care of them. Yeah, she catches him when he falls. Yeah, and then she's got to, like, clean him up in the little hot water bath oh, in the so pot. cute. But when she's cleaning him, you also get, like, a little glimpse of what the kitchen looks like, and you see the rack of spices. I also, there's the one scene where... Uh, so he falls down and his head flattens. Yeah. <laughs> and she has to like feed him more bow filling to repop his head. <laughs> Again, it's really confusing. Yeah, it's super confusing. Like, your brain is made of just this filling. Yes. That we're also eating. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Anytime you have food in a movie that is the character, you start feeling weird You ask things. all these questions. Yes, yeah. exactly. These questions yeah. are going to happen and that's fine. Anytime food, like, life is added to food, a soul is in food somehow. It's confusing. It's very confusing. (laughs) Especially for vegans who, like, don't eat things that have souls. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And that's how we're tying this all into veganism. And we're done. Okay, we checked that box. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, he's continuing. They basically continue their little time lapse of his childhood. Yeah, like they go shopping together. 
picking out some produce oh getting my god some yeah yummy dessert buns oh my gosh the perfect like shiny glistening oh, of these buns that those buns make me like drool almost just looking at the animation i'm like that like it looks even though like it's so hard to explain because even though it's an animated film and you can take liberties on like the size and plumpness of things they still look so real it's so wild how they can make something animated that's not designed to look uber realistic like it's a very cartoonish animation but it still looks so real like i'm like that just looks like a bun that looks so good it's tapping into the characteristics that we look for for something to look tasty yes (laughs) yeah so they go through this montage and you can kind of see in some of the scenes that the bow is starting to grow up a little bit and wanting to explore he doesn't necessarily he's a little less interested in hanging out with his mom all the time yeah yeah now there is one scene that i wanted to ask you about because there's a scene where the bow is eating a chocolate chip cookie which again is confusing (laughs) the bow is eating the cookie so is there now chocolate chip cookie in this bow bud i don't know (laughs) but to me it looked like the perfectly perfectly classic chocolate chip cookie like they had the chocolate chips look like they're glistening like they're really fresh out of the oven but they're chocolate chips, not chocolate chunks, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think chocolate chip is still that like classic. And I feel like it's the easiest way. It's the most recognizable way to animate a cookie like that, right? Yeah. You kind of go for like the stereotypical look of a cookie because you want to really. Because like even like I've done when I was like drawing before and you try and draw a cookie that's chocolate chunks. And I was like, it just doesn't look right because that's not how you picture a chocolate chip cookie. Right. So there's like that, those stereotypical views where you look at it, you're like, oh, I know what that is. So that's where it's okay to use chips, okay? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can use chocolate chips if it's a drawing. Yes, and only <laughs> a drawing. Um, He gets a soccer ball to the head. Remember when he headbutts the soccer ball? Yeah, because he's playing with his friends now. But the mom is so scared. The mom is, she's so protective. Which is like fair. His like brain caves in anytime he touches something. <laughs> I was going to say, like, is that a reflection of just like, her not wanting to let go of her child or her worrying about her child because her child is different in some way i think both yeah yeah i think it's a thing of which you know i think any parent is gets worried when their kid no longer needs them in a sense like there's again neither of us are parents so i don't know what this feels like but there is that like stereotypical moment where parents get worried when their kids no longer need them or they're like scared that they haven't taught them enough to protect them and make their own decisions or whatever it is so i feel like we're seeing parts of that where she just gets really worried that he doesn't know what he can and can't do necessarily or like what's dangerous and what's not dangerous because you know he's a bow bun (laughs) (laughs) the interesting thing about what i think signifies the true turning point in their relationship and the bow really wanting kind of like distance I feel like it's actually represented through food. Yeah. Because it's that moment where the bow grabs a can of soda from the fridge. Yes. Where she's making she's making a dinner. Yeah. And he just goes to the fridge like a moody teenager. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Just give me soda. Yeah. And just walks out of the kitchen. And then goes to his room and she kind of like peeks in. He gets really mad that she peeks in. But you can see like he's got his soda. He's got some shrimp chips. Like he's just hanging out, munching on whatever. He doesn't really care that much about the shared food experience that we already know means a lot to her. Yes. 
So she's been busy like cooking up this whole meal because she she wants to like win over him again. So you see this table. It's so sweet. Filled with food. Which like I just wanted to eat it all. Right? Just wanted I wish my childhood food looked like that. <laughs> Don't want that. We can still have that. Yes. <laughs> but he basically walks right past it and leaves. It goes out with his friends. Yeah. Which classic moody teenager. Oh my gosh, big time. But at least we do get like a little bit more of a cooking montage. Oh yeah. In this bit. Like we get um cooking in the wok where you've got the meat and the vegetables oh, and like yeah. adding the soy sauce and you see the sizzling and the heat and then getting the noodles out of the boiling water where you can yes. see them kind of like swirling a little bit. I feel like this must be such a fun j- like again it it must be extremely difficult to do as an animator because I think it's one of those things that it's not make believe like anybody would be able to tell I think if it was something was off especially somebody who grew up with those foods and you're like no that's not right like the animation was a little wrong here the noodles don't move like that in the water or they don't look like that or this so I feel like it must be a really stressful thing to animate, but also I think it must be so fun. Because mm. like, I feel like you just watch cooking montages to figure out where do things glisten and how do they move. And that, that must be so fun. Oh, you're like studying every aspect right? of the movement and the... Yeah. I like almost, I feel like you could like go to a restaurant and watch somebody cook or like watch your grandmother cook and see how she does things and the hand movements and how the dough moves. And like, it's just such a, it would be such fun research to do. Oh, yeah. And then delicious, too, because you get to eat the food, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> so after the son leaves, the mom eats all the food by herself. Relatable. Which, bittersweet. Yeah. Um, and then he shows back up, and it looks like he's got a, a fiancé. Yeah, I don't know if we're supposed to assume time has jumped here. It's hard to tell. Like, yeah, because, like, I was reading him as a moody teenager, but then he shows up with a fiance. Maybe so he went th- off to college. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But I was assuming there was supposed to be some sort of time mm-hmm. jump here. Because he's got a fiance now. So he brings her back and the mom is just in complete shock. Like, her yeah. jaw drops. Which, like, fair. Yeah. It's like, what happened? Yeah, I would be in shock, too. Um. So now, like, her son, her bow, is really leaving. Her like. Bow. For real, for real. And she she can't handle this. She's, he literally she, just comes home to pack some bags. Yeah. And his fiance just like sits on the couch beside her mom. Yeah. His mom. And so she gets so upset. She so <sighs> badly doesn't want him to leave that she eats him. It's like the conflict. The whole time you were thinking, why well, I'm so confused. Like I'm hungry. This is a bow. But he's also my son. <laughs> <laughs> and she just eats him. But this is also the moment. I don't know if. For whatever reason, as I was watching, I was like, wait a second. Like, we're explaining all these things that have happened. But there is not a single line of dialogue in the entire yeah. in the entire film. It's all just guided by the music and by all of the expressions. Yeah. We get the first actual, I feel like, sound of her voice in this moment. Because after she eats him, she cries. Mm-hmm. And you actually hear the cry. Because yeah. I think at no other point in the movie you did. Because she cried a couple times earlier in the film, too. But this is the one point where you actually hear what her voice sounds like. Yeah. And you realize that you've just gone through this entire emotional roller coaster without a single word spoken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she goes, she basically just goes off to her room and she's very sad about what she's done. And then there's a knock at the door and 
you see this kind of like fuzzy image appear this round kind of shape that looks like the bow yeah it turns out it's her actual son this time the human son yes it looks like a (laughs) bow yeah (laughs) he kind of looks i mean that was the point yeah (laughs) he looks like the bow and so it seems like the the father the father has told his son to come apologize to his mother and like make things right because she was obviously very sad when he left i like i love this moment too where the dad literally just shoves him in the room and i'm like that's like that's also like such a heartwarming moment because like the her husband his dad knows exactly what she needs and it's like you did this fix this yeah (laughs) yeah So he shoves him into the room and the son pulls out a box of the dessert buns that we've seen them. The pink box. So classic. Yes. Like even that, like everything is just so right about it. That pink box is just such a classic box. And so there's still no words spoken. There's just this understanding like you hurt me and that he's sorry. And this is his peace offering. Memory type thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they have this food language to each other that they know what Which this means. I, lo- I love that moment so much where I'm like, this like this shared bond, this shared love of food and how food can bring people, like it can, I feel like it can divide people where like we see in the moody teenage years where he probably wants to be more like his friends and eats chips and soda and all this stuff, but then it can also bring people back together. Yeah. So they both eat the dessert buns together and they're both kind of like tearing up like he's yeah. crying too yeah it's a sad moment but also like a happy moment yeah um and then our final montage is the mom teaching the son and i guess she must be his wife by now or still his fiance who knows but teaching them how to make bows how to fold them and everything oh, i love this scene yeah it's just so heartwarming and I like how the son is struggling more than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The son is like super struggling to get like the filling completely in the bow and get the right twist. And then the gr- fiance or wife or whatever shows her like three perfect bows and <laughs> both the mom and the son are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. It's like a roller coaster of emotions, but honestly, one of the best roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. Every time I think about food animation, it's the movie I think about. Yeah. No, 100%. Because not only do they do the food animation so well, and when, like, everything is recognizable. Like, like we talk about the buns, the shiny top. You don't need, they don't need to explain anything in the movie for you to know what it is. Um, but so not only with the representation of the food and how accurate it is, but also just, like, with, like, I, I, i'm trying to figure out how to explain it the memories that are made over food yeah like it's not always about like it's not about ingredients or anything it's more about how food brings this kind of family together yeah you can feel the nostalgia around yeah. all of it and then fast forward a few years later and they team up again to make turning red highly recommend it's such a great movie what did you think of it i loved it yeah it was honestly again not like a food movie by any means mm-hmm. but there are a few key moments again food's kind of an underlying like s- part of the story but there's a few key moments in this film where it's just like oh my goodness you can really tell also they've like like the food looks even better than bao oh yeah there's a big difference in the quality and we can get into like 
how that happened and what the difference is. But I think like that first food scene where you see the cooking montage with my jaw like dropped with her father it's about like 10 minutes into the movie and it just goes like cinematic mode in the kitchen yeah. it's incredible mm-hmm. like the lettuce chopping or was it cabbage i wasn't sure if it was lettuce or cabbage. i think it was supposed to be lettuce okay the lettuce chopping and i was just like oh oh my goodness or like the wok fry like oh my goodness yeah even just like the angles the lighting the way they're using like it goes fast and then you got some slow mo so you really appreciate like the sizzling and the sauce and like the water droplets on the lettuce yeah like not only is the food animated so well but like the movement of the camera and everything is done so well it's as if they're just filming somebody making food in a really cinematic way but they also had to animate the food (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it was actually i was reading up on it too it was actually inspired by a cooking montage in a movie um with the chef steven chow and so that's how they got because it's it's a really dreamlike montage in the steven chow movie so that's exactly what they wanted to the feeling they wanted this montage to have i mean accomplished yeah seriously and again we have some bows they are being we don't really see them being rolled out but because Maylin and her mom are folding them in the living room and then she brings them to her father. He inspects them and like, they're perfect. And into the bubbling water they go. Everything. I just like, I don't even like, it's so hard to even talk about this movie. I think like the epitome of the details. I don't, oh, there's like so many examples, but one of them is when he holds up the bow and you can see the light dusting of flour on it. Yeah. And you just, you know exactly what that feels like yeah they get that's yeah they get all the textures right they get the colors like for the most part right obviously they're a little more exaggerated than in real life but like they get the colors right they get the textures right and all of that kind of stuff they get the sounds right and all of that stuff combined just makes you like you can almost taste it in a way (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like you had told me you saw the movie and you told me that there was some great food yeah scenes in it and then i came across an article in on eater that had an interview with rona the production designer explaining the whole process behind animating the food designing what it would look like and then i was like okay i have to watch this because one (laughs) this article is fascinating and two i didn't really need more motivation to watch it but this just made me watch it sooner (laughs) it's also you know toronto it's so cool to see toronto in a pixar movie they even made the timbits look perfect i I wanted i want timbits so badly right now it's not even right yeah um so we talked about we just like happened to talk about a lot of the things that they cover in this article as they go through the things that make the food look good and one of the biggest differences they said between bow and turning red is just the fact that they had more budget they had more resources to really make they learned a lot from bow and then they could make it even better because they had more resources and i like the way that they they described the design inspo for the food as chunky cute which 100 percent like that is it yeah and like you were saying too with like drawing the chocolate chip cookie they say fully say in this article drawing food is one of the hardest things to draw anybody who draws loathes food and trying to make it 
<laughs> well, realistic. wasn't there a point where they're like that and horses? Yeah, and bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had heard the horses one before. It's like the proportions, getting them right. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so they talk about how like when you're trying to draw or represent food in animation, you have to make it like a little bit rounder, a little bit beefier, and you just exaggerate the shape compared to real life and it, it it's al- almost becomes simpler like you can leave out some of the details as long as you get the shape but what's actually really important and what I think we noticed a lot as we were describing it is how are they capturing the texture and how the light reflects and works with the food as it's changing and as it's being tossed around and all those things like those things had to be spot on for it to be feel real yeah Well, it's like so many of the things even ring true for like when we think about food photography too. Like you think about where should your light source be to get like the nice reflection on certain things. Like if you have a glazed donut, you want to make sure that the glaze is reflective. So you see like a little light reflection on it and things like that. So like so much of that article, I was like, this this all makes sense. Like it makes so much sense. Yeah. And in like post-production, you might go in and kind of bump the saturation on like the lettuce and the tomato. So like those colors really pop and you can do that in animation. And then they talked about like their key ingredient to making things really feel like they were food. And it was like an oily gloss. So they were like, put a layer of lard over everything. (laughs) Which like, I feel like true in real life, just put butter on everything. (laughs) Well, yeah. And it made me think about too, when you're styling food for a photo, sometimes you try to make it look like it's fresh and like it just happened. Yeah. That's why you see like tomatoes that have water droplets on them. Or that's why you see people drizzle oil on certain things because you want it to feel like it's not dried out. You want it to feel fresh and like basically hot off whatever you cooked it on. Yeah. And so like the oil layer, the lard layer made it really easy for cooked food but they talk about too how like lettuce was actually a really difficult thing to work with because when you look at lettuce in real life there's a lot of one one there's a lot of brown to the tone of it yeah and two how do you make it look like rich and lively you can't put oil on it (laughs) yeah yeah so they bumped up the color and they also added like the watery crisp glass little like droplets to make it you really feel like that is a quality piece of lettuce Like you're going to bite into that and like crunch into the lettuce. Yeah, you're going to bite into it and you're going to be hydrated for the rest of the day. (laughs) Yeah, that's your water intake for the day. (laughs) Uh, And then I think the final really interesting thing about how they wanted to make it not only true to the food, but true to what the food would be like in a home in Toronto at this time. So they actually had like cultural consultants that advised on what would be found in a Chinese Toronto kitchen at this time because you have that mix of like Toronto influence and the immigrant influence and so what's the mix there between these are the things where they'll always want fresh but they might buy some like frozen scallion pancakes and so I think like not knowing that and watching the film I think you can still appreciate the detail and then you learn all these things yeah, I feel like there's yeah, there's so much detail to appreciate without even knowing how deep the research went and how um how purposeful each little thing was, whether it was fresh or frozen, what was on the shelves in the kitchen, colors probably used in the kitchen, all that kind of stuff. Um and then you read about it and you're like, "Whoa." <laughs> 
you're like well that's kind like I feel like it's one of those things where you watch it and you're like all this makes sense but you don't really know why it makes sense and then you read about and you're like oh connecting the dots yeah and we know that happens in movies and tv shows all the time but for some reason with animation you never think about it the same way yeah I don't know because I feel like you just think it's animation so like you just think they can have more fun with it and be like they don't necessarily it's not like this thing where they're trying to tell this true story of anything right so I feel like with animation, you just automatically assume, oh, yeah, it's animation. They're just having fun with it. Yeah. But this one did want to speak to, like, such a true experience. Yeah. It got me thinking, though, like, th- this kind of animation is so different from the animation that we would have grown up as a kid. Oh, know? yeah. It's different from normal Disney Pixar animation now. Yeah. Like, this is, like, I watched, even when I watched, I didn't register it when I was watching Turning Red because I feel it, or Turning Red bow because i feel like with the shorts that they do they all kind of differ a lot in animation style but like when turning red came out and i watched it i was like wow this animation is so different than i've ever seen pixar do before and i love it like i like to see this like variety in animation that we're getting i hope that continues but it makes me think of the kind of food in animation that i would think about from my childhood and honestly it's pizza in arthur <laughs> pizza in arthur do you remember it's like it looks like really gooey and cheesy okay i remember the carrot hot dog in the weekenders (laughs) what (laughs) i also remember pizza in the weekenders um and honestly another culinary movie that just always comes to mind is ratatouille oh yeah um and i think they make food look really good in that film as well but for different reasons yeah more is that one you think more from just like a a technical standpoint maybe and i also think they just like i think because like the ratatouille really tried to like bow and turning red were very much home cooks right um and this one is very much fine french cooking in a way so i feel like the the animation made sense for each of them how it was but also just the way they represented food in each movie made sense for what they were trying to portray but I'm honest, I'm trying to think of like other food in animation and I can't remember much to be honest. I don't know why food in Arthur made such an impression on me. <laughs> but, like there's an episode where he's trapped in a library and he sees the books are starting to look like food. I can't believe you remember this much of Arthur. Why? It's just this one episode where he eats a picture of like a turkey or something. <laughs> wow. Like I feel like the only representation of food from my childhood I remember in animation was The Simpsons. Oh. <laughs> and that's like donuts and beer. <laughs> but that's a good one too. Yeah. But, and I think they would have had similar styles just because of it's the style of animation. And it's just like the way, like, I don't know. Does pizza look the same way now in animated movies? I don't think it does. Oh. I guess there's the pizza in Inside Out, the broccoli pizza. I don't know if that looks similar. I don't remember the pizza on Arthur. <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember. It's like that really classic like, look it up. clip art where it's like gooey cheese. You can show me any kind of pizza, any picture of pizza. But if you show me that cartoon picture of pizza, I will want. That's like the biggest trigger. Give me pizza right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, now seeing the photos, I definitely remember Arthur pizza. It's so gooey. Right? Does it make you want pizza? Um... I don't know. I think I'd have to actually see it in motion, not just a photo of it. Because the photo I'm looking of it is literally just Arthur shoving his face into a pizza. Okay, come on, Arthur. You're not selling it. But yeah, oh, I actually remember when they would bite it, like the cheese would like pull and it's so like... So stringy. 
Yeah, I remember Arthur Pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, now that I'm seeing the photos and like there's photos of Buster eating it. Yeah, I, I understand it now. Yeah. All right. This has made me so hungry. <laughs> yeah, we gotta go eat some animated pizza. <laughs> and bows. Try to recreate animated pizza. And oh my goodness. And some you, bows. You couldn't even do that. You'd have to do that with un- inedible things, I feel like. Oh, yeah. That's what I want the food industry to get to. I want cartoon food. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's the moral of this episode. That's what I've been trying to hint at the entire time. Yeah, cartoon food. <laughs> cartoon food is the superior food. Oh, and I guess... The only other food animation that just came to mind was Krabby Patties and SpongeBob. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I would like a burger. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, for now, we both need to go eat. If you want to check out some food that isn't animated, but that you can actually make, you can go to our blog at twomarkergirls.com or our YouTube channel, also called Two Marker Girls, or you can follow us on social. We're at Two Marker Girls. And that's going to be it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Go watch some movies. Yeah, go watch movies. Make sure you have snacks. Definitely make sure you have snacks. I had popcorn.